Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Another great weekend of sports. Pools is now a member of the Dodgers. How about that? And a ton of other stuff. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for hanging out with us for a little bit as we recap the weekend that was in Major League Baseball. It's Talking Baseball brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. I have Jake right next to me. We got Trevor in California, BBD sitting in the corner producing. And this episode, let's see, what patrons do we got? We got Daniel O'Connor. Carlos Avia and Megan Brown, our most recent patrons. We appreciate you. Thank you guys very much. Got some good stuff to talk about. A little AL recap, a little NL recap, a little interleague recap, standout performances, awards, slump watch and fuego, the works. Jake, how are you? How was your weekend? James, Trevor, Big Baby David, everybody live in the chat. Weekend was good, man. New York City got some good weather this weekend. Had spent a spent a nice walk slash early afternoon at Central Park. Um, yeah, watched some Yankees baseball. Watched some baseball around the Liga. Uh, shocked to see Pujol sign with an NL contender. Who could have seen that coming? But uh, I'm I'm generally well. Trevor Drew Bugan Ribbies. How are you? My guy, you know, it was a full weekend for me. We had our last coach pitch game. Uh, James Loney and I got asked to manage the all-star game. Wait, no, we didn't. Some <laughs> other dad is the manager of the all-star team. Go, yeah. I mean, who yeah. makes these decisions? 20 years MLB experience combined or like a dad? Maybe they're like the Trev- Trevor and all-star and they went to your page and they're like, nope. Oh, mm, that's a good point, Jim. It's a good point. I was never an all-star. Whoa, that's a good point. Right there. That's <laughs> a low blow. Up. It hurts, but it's okay. I'm still in Daggers a good mood. Early. That I'm still in a good mood. I bad coming out of my mouth. Ooh. I thought it was going to be more of a joke. Jeez, I didn't like it that's, at all. That's fine. I told. Look, I actually answered that uh, with a Twitter post. I said most days I feel like I wasn't even that good. So I'm on. I'm on your. I'm on your side on this one. Second deck, um, Trev. Yankee Stadium. Thank you. Protecting I, Joe I wore Mauer. these. I wore these ridiculous headphones because I don't want Robo Trev to come out today. So mm-hmm. that's an improvement by me. All things considered, Jim and Jake and BBD, I'm doing great today, and I'm excited to talk about an amazing weekend of baseball. We're in. The, we're getting into the midst of the season. Like we're getting into. No, I like someone said it's early, and I was like, I don't. We're getting pretty close to you not being able to say that anymore. Uh, but it was a player I heard in an interview. I think it was Jay Flair, or maybe it was Snell on Mic'd Up on Sunday Baseball. Like, you know, it's still early. And I was like, ooh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. How, I think we're a week away from you can't say that anymore. Once June comes, it's not early. I think it's June. There was, there was a couple series results that happened over this weekend, and then you look at the team's record, and you're like, ah, okay, it is still kind of early. Um, you know, a sweep either direction can still be like, oh, this team's three below, three below 500. They kind of stink, huh? And then 
they sweep and they're 500 and you're like, okay, well, playoffs started today. They're in it. So there's still a little bit of that going on. But no, we're, I mean, like team identities are formed, you know? A little bit, yeah. It's, it's, it's only a, qu- we're a quarter of the way done. So if you're thinking about like a horse race at the quarter turn, whatever, like it's still early. In my opinion, there's a lot of baseball left to be played. So I, I don't disagree with whoever it was, Snellard or Jay Flair. I think it is. Still I'll early. give it one more week. When we're sitting back here, maybe a week and a half. But we're close to it being in the middle of the season. June, I like, July. I like the All-Star break, to be honest with you. I know that's a long time away. What? But there's so much baseball left. But you James, could, a team can lose the season before the All-Star break. <laughs> Minnesota. James, there's 120 Ooh. games left. No when the season starts. June 4th, Yankees, Red Sox play for the first time. Oh my God. I'll be in California. These are the only two teams I want to see. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm good at being old and dying sometimes. Sometimes. Other times, you're young and vibrant. Nice shirt. Thank you. All right, BBD, how are you? I'm well. I mean, but when the season's, I don't know, by June, the team's got to start deciding what they want to add at the deadline and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Once thinking the about trade it. deadline like, process comes in, like, you're, you got to decide. Some, a lot of, uh, for a lot of teams, the season ends July 29th because they decide to trade two, instead of going for it. I know, but it's May 17th, you guys. Four, <laughs> like, five. There's still some time. So, yeah, I mean, there's teams, there's four to five series before June 1. So you can still, you can still right your ship or wrong your ship for the most part. I'm not by saying Until it's June. not early anymore, Trev, doesn't mean your fate sealed. I'm just saying like, you know, you didn't have a rough That's start anymore. You're having a rough season at this point. It's getting late early. It's getting late early. I like that one, Jake. Nice. Yeah. Jake Yogi Berra. <laughs> it is right there. Zendino the Great, you're Always a stud. The great. He's the best. All right, let's get right into it. Let's go to the National League recap. Jake has the National League today. It's brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Our favorite, man, smokable CBD, high-quality smokable CBD. It's been shown to help with anxiety, depression, inflammation, even pain relief, and more. Smoking CBD gets into your system right away, so you don't have to wait around for the effects. Cushy Dreams has extraordinary CBD rinse hemp flour. It comes in one-eighth ounce cans and pre-rolled joints. It's cannabis that ships discreetly to you and directly to all 50 states. They offer indica and sativa strains. They got relax, create, hustle, peace, energy. Their popular pre-rolled joints are rolled in an organic hemp paper and feature an even slow burn. Real funny clip of Jake in the in the weekly behind-the-scenes office vlog that's on the John Boy and Jake TV YouTube channel of him. What do you say? He's got the pre-rolled joint in his mouth. Me? I'm cooling, man. Cooling. That's <laughs> really <it>. funny. <laughs> Uh, so go to cushydreams.com, K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com at checkout. Use promo code baseball for 20% off your next order. Smoke your CBD with promo code baseball for 20% off your next order. And Jake, can you let everyone know, including myself, mm. what happened in the National League? Mm. Men. In the National League, I'm out cooling, just being cool. That's from an old Bernie Mac stand-up. Los Hibido Gigantes, the Giants. I Last I saw you guys, I was giving them an award. I believe roses smell like poo, poo, poo. They split four with the Pirates. They got walked off on twice, feeling the effect 
of the Jake Sucks theory. Uh, they win the bookends, 3-1 and 4-1. DiScalfani and Wood. Alex Wood, how about 5-0 and on the year? Good for him. And Yaz homered in that last game. They split four. The Brewers and the Braves. The Braves, they win the first two. Are they getting it going? Are they getting it going? We keep waiting. Ronnie's hurt. He pinch hits in the last game. An absolute spit show of a game. 10-9 Brewers. Wandy Peralta with six shutty. The pen gave up a seven spot in the seventh. Chaos. That finishes 10-9 final. Braves still win the series. They got to keep doing more of that. Speaking of an ugly fest, Rockies and the Reds. Reds went into Colorado. They split four, man. Rockies won the first two. Reds won the second two. The last game... The Reds won because of a pass ball in the ninth and a wild pitch in Bunis Canto. So it's just like, guys, this is a bad brand of baseball. Castellanos is hit, and that's what he does. So I like that. Nationals and my D-backs. D-backs get roughed up in the first game. They lose 17-2. Freight train David Peralta takes the bump, though, gets a punchy. So that's basically a win. D-backs win the middle game. Nats take the last one. Eric Fettywop. With the big start for them, seven shutty. Uh, yeah, the Jake D-backs effect sucks. Sucks ass crabs and Carson Kelly to the 10-day IL. Padres sweep the Cardinals. Hello. There's one that'll jump out and grab you by the balls. Sunday night baseball, we saw that last night. 5-3, good mic'd up. Jay Flair and Snell are guys. Musgrove, Paddock, Padres, man. Holy smokes, Austin Nola's back doing it. I like that guy. I like him a lot. Paul DeYoung to the aisle. Sorry about it. And then the Marlins and the Dodgers. Dodgers take two out of three. The first two, in fact, Bauer was nasty. Uh, Kershaw won the first game, or didn't get the dub, excuse me. Marlins take the last one. Adam Duvall, three-run homer, and he threw out Mookie Betts. At the plate in that one. Dodgers feeling the injury bug. Max Muncy getting hot. That's what's happening in the National League. Very nice, very nice, very nice. You like Austin Nola? I thought you didn't like Austin Nola. Say quoi? I don't know. I don't know where you got that from. No, I, th- I think I, I said you, I like I, re- I thought you were... I, don't I thought when they traded, list. you were shocked because he doesn't actually like have a lot of years being a good catcher and he's old. No, I think I liked him because he was amongst catchers. What he was doing is really good, and they get him for a long time. Oh, like he's cheap. I don't know where I got it from. Maybe okay. Trev hates him. We'll just put it on wow. Trev. I don't hate him. Okay, maybe it was you. No, I like catchers. Maybe it was a dark thought. Hard to find a isn't catcher. That no, I don't like isn't out that there. Um, Aaron Nola's brother? Yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted him to get traded to Philly. I think they need the brother battery. But they got real Mudo instead. That's that's good. Yeah. That's good. Mets get swept. That's on me. They're leading the division. I was just doing the division leaders. Central, Cards, and uh, Giants stay in first place in the West. That's all they know. But the Dodgers got the big man coming their way. They pick up Pujols, who cleared waivers. So they get him for what the minimum? Yeah, four, for the minimum four twenty k, something like that, prorated Ooh, for the rest of the year. Cushy dreams yeah. surprised Sounds, a lot of people. Besides Jake, well, I mean, listen, what happened with Albert was he gets designated 
clears waivers, obviously. He's owed a zillion dollars this year. So once he clears waivers, he's open to talk to all the teams. The word out of his camp was that he wanted to be an everyday player. Turns out he just wanted to be out of L.A. Angels. Trev. Like he didn't want to sit on the bench for a team that's going to stink all year. He would be willing to sit on a bench and come off and help a team that has a chance to win a World Series. So this is completely on the Angels. Pujols probably realized, look, the only teams I'll get to go play every day are the Baltimore Orioles, like Trevor said, because mm. I, I was definitely right also. Uh, but that was just Completely not going to happen. Science with the Dodgers. And look, he's a better option than anything that they have on the bench right now. I'm excited for him. I compared it to Sandoval at first, and I think there might be a step above that because there is playing time to be had with these Dodgers right now, especially versus lefties. But, yeah, Trev, I mean, that's that's where, I mean, you and Rosie poo-pooed me, you know, ugly, short, all the insults came out, and it was, yeah, Albert Pujols wants to be an everyday starting MLB player. So do I. But I fucking suck oh. at baseball. If you can ever compare yourself to Albert Pujols again, we have the same swing. We have the same swing. Me and Albert both breathe air. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the Angels stink. The Angels are bad. The Angels are last place again. The he, Angels stink. Here the we go. Stink. So Albert Pujols, no, he didn't want to sit on the bench. Oh, Rangers jumped them for last place. Excuse me, but there's. Room for him. I love this. I love this. He can get a start versus a lefty pitcher and get two at-bats, and then if you want to sub him out, what the Dodgers should be able to do with the amount of bodies that they have going through right now, sure. Or if you just give him the pinch hit at bat, you know, this whole three batters rule, if you still get Albert, that good matchup runners on base versus a lefty pitcher, his last full year in 2019, he had an 830 OPS. That was like a full season. Versus lefties, so I, I'm happy for him. I, I think it's I think it's a good fit. I hope he finds himself in a big situation, and if they put him in the right spot to succeed, I think he will. Does he stay? Is he on the Dodgers roster the entire year? Yeah. Yes. Why, yeah. I mean, if you heard Buster only talk on Sunday Night Baseball, he was like, "Yeah, this is in a way they pick the Dodgers also picked up Tsutsugo, right? Yeah. This is like Buster was." Dodgers don't have as much depth as everyone said they did. They uh, no, they do. They're just all hurt. Well, I know that, like but thirteen dudes on the IL. Well, that's I mean, when the that's... depth's supposed to come into play. But thirteen? Don't fucking. That's... I mean, the Yankees had thirty last year, so I don't care about thirteen. Okay. <laughs> okay. The Dodgers 13. have just better depth than the Yankees. Yeah, but the Dodgers yeah. infield now with Seager out, but that doesn't come into Albert at all. I mean, you know, Muncy's there. Gavin Lux is supposed to be the second baseman. He's not there. They've been noisy. has been playing. I mean, Turner's there. But it's Muncie can go play second base when a lefty's pitching. Albert can play first base. And, you know, they've been rotating noisy McKinstry Lux playing second versus lefties. And none of those guys really have been doing anything, especially against lefties. So, like, the rotation's there when you really think about it. At first, you're like, where's he going to play? And then you're like, oh, well, okay, it makes sense. And then I love what Jake said. Like, in big moments, just pinch hit Albert versus a lefty, and that becomes an event. That becomes the panda effect. It's what Sandoval's been, and that's that's where I was saying. So, Trev, you mentioned they they are feeling the injury bug, and it's a real one, man. It's it's kind of it's been buried when they were losing, and we're like, oh, what's going on? I mean, Cody Bellinger, pretty much been out all season. Dude won an MVP. It's in his back. He's got that. AJ Pollock 
hurt you, and I'll hold that against him forever, but he's a good ball player, and he's hurt. Edwin Rios, a guy that everyone was pissed that he wasn't going to be starting, he's out. Torn labrum. Um, now with Seager, that's the new one. Also, they're, they're pitching, man. But I know, but, but when none of them are infielders, when, so it doesn't, it's not the pool thing. Yeah, I mean, they've got guys that move around. I mean, Cody Bellinger can play a really good first base, and they've they've done that in the past. Either way, it's this roster, and if all those guys come back, you know what? There's still a there's still a spot for Albert. Right now, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six guys on their bench. What does that look like in the playoffs? Do they have five? Do they have six? If Albert Pujols is your lefty masher, there's room for that guy. I mean, the Braves have had room for Sandoval, and he kind of didn't have a position. The position was just pinch hitter, and he's doing it beautifully. So, yeah, I, Albert's going to be on this team, I, and I think, you know, we've seen how switchy the Dodgers get. It was actually kind of what got them in trouble in the World Series against the Red Sox. Because, remember, everyone was like, hey, stop messing with your lineup. Put a couple of those lefty bats up there. They didn't. Albert. Give him a start against lefties with today's starting pitcher. That's two at-bats, and then you pinch it, whoever you want for him. Or if they start the righty and they bring a lefty out of the pen, there's the machine waiting for you who against lefties, you can't do the career numbers because all of his career numbers are insane. But even in recent years, even this year, it's you know very small portion, but he still hits lefties. It's fun, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think that... The Dodgers might have been the only team to be able to get Albert on uh, this bench roll deal, not only because they're a World Series contender, but also because Albert doesn't have to pick up and move everything, dude. That's that's a big deal during the season. I know it can be done and it happens all the time, but the dude's entrenched. I mean, he's probably going to just stay in his house wherever he's at in the Orange County somewhere and just commute. Maybe he'll do what Kobe used to do. And, and oh man, this sounds terrible, but t- Kobe used to take a helicopter. No, every day from his house in Orange County to um, a hotel in L.A. and fly back. So maybe Albert does that. Maybe he just has a car service. I don't know. But I think that's also a big deal with this is the location change doesn't have to happen. So, so I'm happy for him, man. He gets, I think he gets everything he wanted to get besides the everyday playing time. I think he's going to get enough playing time to kind of feed whatever he needs. Is he do. there? Is he in uniform? They haven't done like the official – Pujols presser yet? I don't believe. I think today I, they said they were going to make because they I think face, it's in like an hour or maybe they face bum. They face Bumgarner tonight. Start him right away. Bum up, a lefty. Yeah, Mad Bum versus Bueller. That's a little fun tonight, late night. Get your nap in and get your cushy dreams going. Drive mm. how how much? Genuinely, I mean, a guy like Albert who's got you know he got the bag. He he got a couple bags. I mean, if let's say. I'll just throw this out there as an example. Let's say the Braves came to him and they said, like, hey, we're, we're actually going to use you. Like, you know, we want to get Freddie off his feet. I know this is a fake example and it's not real, but how much would that truly weigh in the moving stuff? When you're someone like Albert, like, to, to move somewhere for four months for Albert Pujols, I mean, the money ain't a problem. It, is it just literally leaving your life? I don't know. It comes into play, dude. It's not... When you, if you don't have the choice, like, you know, I got shipped off uh, from the A's to Tampa. I didn't have a choice, dude. Like, I need to go play. Like, I still needed to make my money and, and do all these things and try to, you know, further my career. But when you're Albert, everything is up to you at this point. He can decide where he wants to go. Um, 
and if he wants to do it or not. So, I mean, it does weigh in. You know, I, he has a family. He's a big family uh, type guy. So, you know, his kids probably are in school out here. Like, you have to think about that. Moving your family, if he's just going to go solo, it's 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 a lot. A lot of it comes into play to answer your question. Okay. So I think LA was like the perfect destination for him. The Dodgers, obviously. Do you think other teams put in a bid, and because the Dodgers are sliding right now, they're lower on the waiver wire, and they were able to get him? Like, are they? He went it wasn't a waiver wire thing. Oh, he went through waivers, and then yeah, 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 so he was in control. I wonder I how many other teams are people reaching out. Yeah, because you kind of need the the space. I'll just say this, and this was kind of my argument from the, the start, is that NL benches, A, they carry usually another body than AL teams. And, you know, even some of those NL central teams, like if you look at the last man on the bench, which I think if the Dodgers get healthy, that's kind of where Albert will be. The last guy on the bench or the guy before the last guy on the bench. Like, you know, you can click around some of these teams like, the Brewers bench right now is Pablo Reyes, Billy McKinney, and Tyrone Taylor. Like I, I think you I think you guys would be surprised if you really look at the depths of the bench, even on good teams in the National League, a lefty mash and Albert Pujols throwing the arm over the shoulder some guys and getting a couple at bats. I I think there was a hole for him. So I hope uh I hope he shoves it, man. I hope I hope Angel Not being fans, able to run does hurt. Angel fans just start punching dirt. Yeah, the last thing I'll say on this is like people are all Angel fans are like get ready for him to hit a bunch of ground balls at third base, dude. <laughs> and it's like okay, he didn't like playing for the Angels. Like this is this is one of those things. It's a, a change of scenery type thing. He's gonna go to the Dodgers and he's gonna be fired up because this team just won a World Series. Like they're going to be in the playoffs this year. Uh, uh, what? How old is he? Like 40 zillion years old? He's really 41. old. Angels fans At have that- every right to be upset with what Albert Pools did for them for over a decade and for their ownership to be spending that much money. The dude I don't know, sucked, man. Trev. He's I like got know, 40 war on the Cardinals and I think eight on the Angels. Those it's, aren't the exact it's numbers. It's not his fault that they gave him 10 years. No, he of course he can 30. accept the money, but... They can Angels fans can be mad Angels at him and can be, be mad, mad at, at the ownership, office. but Angels fans have every right to be upset over the 10 years of Bulls. The only thing I, that the I ownership don't I don't likes... Agree. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that at all. What and are, I think this is going to... He's he got to think of as a, a as guy a that fan, old needs this. As a fan, Trav, come on. Come on, dude. What do you... Ex- if you're a fan, Jim, what do you expect from a 38, 39, 40-year-old dude? Well, well, to produce... What do you expect? I mean, he didn't have any good years, Trev. Okay, look, it, they he wasn't the reason they didn't go to the playoffs. No. He's going to get energized by this, you know, going to L.A. I'm not saying he's going to be a banger again like he was in, in St. Louis, but, you know, for them to be like, oh, get ready for all these ground balls. Like, dude, I hope he comes up and has some big hits for them. I'm rooting for Albert big time. I'm not saying I'm not, but if I'm an Angels fan – that's a bad contract and a bad performance for a guy taking on that much money. They have every right to be upset. At the front office? At the front office. I wouldn't be mad at Pujols. He got old. He, he was trying. It's not like he was lollygagging anything. Yeah. The guy put put everything on the line. Yeah, but I mean, that gets every blinded day. when you're a fan because eventually you're just like, get him out of here. He's- we're better fans than that. That's what we're trying to do for the people. Eh, I feel bad for Angels fans. I mean, that's disappointing. I think that... The ownership still loved it because they turned around and said, we got pool holes, and then they they turned it into a huge TV deal, which actually they like made money on the contract, yeah. the, the money side of it. But 
Um, I'm expecting like one magical week or like a one magical pinch hit home run from Pools, and then the then the rest is kind of just he's there as a Dodger. Find that lane. Bring out the lefty. Bring out Albert. Padres sweep. Good for them. Against the Cards, who we're all excited about. Yeah, Kim gets his first bad start for the Cardinals. And let's see, the Padres now, they're still in second place, but they have a better record than the Cardinals now. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I think we'll talk about it a, a little bit in the AL. And kind of like we were saying, when the, the when does the season start argument to start the show. Uh, you know, little teaser, the AL East starting to look a lot better. For a while, it was like all these teams, what's going on with Tampa? What's going on with the Yankees? The cream's starting to rise a little bit. Uh, Padres, big series for them. And at least, God. <laughs> so sloppy. Yeah, DeGrom is he's supposed to come back today and throw like a little side session. That's a big mm. that's big news for the for the Mets fans. I don't think it's come out yet the results of that, but if he does feel okay, he's got to start against the Braves. It's a big series coming up. Like that. That's so sloppy. The Nats are in last place and they're only three games out. Tell you there. We're very early into East Division in the NL. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that might not get settled forever. God. That's wild. Last place in every other division is uh the Central. Pirates are only five and a half. But the NL East, three games separates last and first place. That's wild. Sloppy jalopy. Let's go to the American League, Trev. You are going to let us know what happened. I am excited to find out. On your mark, get set, and go. We'll start with my Twinkies. Oakland goes into Minnesota, and they take two out of three. The Twins tried to muster up some wins. In game two, Sano hits the go-ahead homer. They get the win, 5-4, and then game three, the rubber match. Simmons, two-run homer to tie in the bottom of the eighth, and the Twins make a few errors, and they give up the go-ahead run on a wild pitch. Just an absolutely deflating series for them, and, man, it is worrisome in Minnesota. A's take two out of three. Moving on to Boston, the Angels go and visit the Red Sox. The Sox take two out of three. They just keep winning. Jake texted me and said, our guy Butera had two RBIs in game three, and he muscled that ball out there right off the fist. Um, cool thing about this series, Otani with the go-ahead home run in the ninth inning off Barnes. What's that pole called? The pesky pole? Mm-hmm. Hits one down there to salvage the series. Angels only take one. Sox take two out of three. Moving on to Baltimore, your guys, Yanks, went in and took two out of three. 5-4 game one, 8-2 game two, and then it looked like they were going for the sweep. Uh, Gary homers, Clint homers in the first inning off. My guy, Adam Plutko, the opener for the Orioles. Then all the wheels fall off. Montgomery gives up some runs, and they end up losing 10-6. They take two out of three. In game three, interesting stat. Every hitter for the O's in Game 3 had a hit, except for my good friend Pat Faleka, who I watched Mortal Kombat at his house. And I'm going to say that story every time I see his name. Let's move on. Two! The Houston Astros hosting the Rangers. The Astros, they're on a roll right now. They're doing it. 
four-game sweep of the Rangers. 4-3 and 11 the first game, 10-4, 6-5, and then a game four, six to two. That one was McCullers versus Gibson. Gibby, our guy, still going strong. Seven innings pitched, two earned runs, but McCullers matches them, goes six shutty. Dahl tied it in the seventh, but the Strohs answered back for four in the eighth to win. They are on fire. Go do it. Moving on to Chicago, the Royals going in to play the White Sox. They split the series 2-2. Royals win the first one, 6-2. Game one of a doubleheader, 3-1. The White Sox uh, win game two with Kopech on the mound. Royals take game three, 5-1. And then yesterday was a banger of a game. The White Sox win it 4-3. There was a controversial play at the plate to end it. Abreu avoided a tag, or does he... The umpires say he did. The call on the field stands. Interesting stat on game four. 17 hits in the game. Only two for extra bases. That seems like uh, a lot right there. They split the series two to two. The White Sox are still looking like a really good baseball team. And to end the things off in the AL, the Mariners host the Indians, and they go and take three out of four. Game one, the Indians take because Plesak almost threw a no-hitter. They went four to two, and then it was all Mariners from there. Seven-three Mariners, seven-three Mariners again in game three, and then three-two Mariners. Bieber versus Duggar in game four. Bieber maybe had the worst start of the year, four and two-thirds innings pitch. Only three in runs, but four walks. You just don't see it too much. And the Mariners in that game only had one fit, only had one hit after the fourth inning. But who cares? That's all they needed. They take three out of four and get the series win. And that is what happened in DAL. Mariners taking three out of four. How about that? Royals and White Sox splitting when the Royals were on such a bad little skid there. And the White Sox look so great. So good for the Royals. Split versus the White Sox. Probably a little bit of a win for them. Astros are the hottest team in baseball. They four-game sweep the Rangers, who are the coldest team in baseball. Astros have the biggest win streak at six. Rangers have the biggest losing streak at six. A lot had to do with that four-game matchup. But Astros are playing good baseball right now. They're 8-10 and 10 in their last 10, 8-2 and two in their last 10, 18-12 uh, and 12 in their last 30. They're looking pretty good. Um... Climbing on up to only half game behind the A's, and they're tied in the loss column. So, right there. Did you guys see the Abreu slide? Yeah, I just did a whole yeah. breakdown on it. Okay, what, and what I didn't I didn't watch the breakdown. What was your conclusion there? Safe, good call by Blue. There was one angle where it looks like he touched the jersey, but then there was an alternate angle where... There's another angle, I, so I, I always take both broadcasts because both broadcasts have different angles, which is kind of crazy because, like, one fan base just gets kind of brainwashed by whatever they show and the other when the other broadcast has better replays. And then the MLB has their own replays as well. But uh, there's, a, there's a replay that came at the very end that shows the behind view, which is kind of what you needed because yes. there was a blind spot on every replay they showed forever. It was a blind spot where you, the glove, like, well, he could have touched him right there, but we don't know. And then they finally showed one from behind Abreu. And it's not like 100% definitive, but if I was to watch those without any knowledge of what the umpire called, I would say safe. And that's what needs to be done. I hate that the call in the field is told to the umpires in New York. 
Because someone made a really good point. The umpires on the field, and the umpires in New York know how these guys feel. Everyone was off the field already. Do you really want to bring the White Sox back out on the field in front of their home crowd? They don't want that to happen. So, you know, the call on the field definitely had some something to do with it. I wish they didn't know the call on the field. It was so funny because I made fun of it in the breakdown because the Royals coach gets on the phone like, hey, should we replay this? And it's like, yeah, man, you have a challenge left, and if you don't, the game's over. Why Like, why are you asking your replay department? Just fucking say it. Uh, but, yeah, it was a cool – I mean, it's crazy inning because there was an out at the plate right before that, Merrifield gunned down Moncada, and then it was just like a little pass ball wild pitch. It just skirted away from the catcher like tiny bit, and Abreu takes off. And his celebration was wild. <laughs> he partied in the dugout. So. Ray is the man. He also he had the collision earlier on uh, that series or the game before that series, and he came back. Uh, you know, not a not not a ton of tough guys floating around baseball these days. Now that Plouffe's out of the game, but yeah, the the crowd gave him a like standing ovation. The fact that he came back and he was playing, and then. He ends up scoring on that one, and yeah, I mean that's, hey, like let's let's get more cameras and angles, and maybe every stadium has like the same angle. So like you know, in the NFL, you have the pylon cameras, and you have the same shot, so it it helps make reviews easier. Uh, instead of every broadcast does their own thing, some of them have standard definition cameras. Some of them. <laughs> Yes, crew rolls around with really, really good cameras everywhere. So, I don't know. That's uh, next CBA. We'll, we'll have an offseason we'll to talk, talk about, about that. We're just making public because they do have cameras at the replay room has that the broadcast don't have right. in-house cameras. So, they're really bad. Like Fenway, there's not a lot of camera wells. If you ever watch a game at Fenway, they just – the amount of cameras that they use, is you can it's significantly lower because they just don't have the room for cameras. So – the coverage ability at Fenway is always much less than other stadiums. Interesting things. I like that shit because I went to broadcasting school or whatever. But I always thought it was like, like um, if there's a shot that you want to come from behind the third baseman at Fenway, it's really hard. They like don't have that angle that well. Like from the left field pole, if you were like you know behind third or or the angle we kind of needed from Abreu, it's. But yeah, put a what? camera on the monster. Let's get nice cameras. Right now, it's up to the, it's up to the, like you said, a lot of the public ones are at least up to how much they spend. Like the the A's replays are in like SD. And one time there was a play where the A's fans thought it was this, and then it was like, well, but here's the other camera which is HD and good, and it's like clear as day, not that. So it's a real weird wrinkle in MLB right now that. Your broadcast team can win you challenges because <laughs> you have better angles. Strategy. Yeah. We talked about this on the C Rose IG Live. You know, it's funny. He's like, you know, who do we need in the replay booths in New York? Like, we, should we not have current umpires? Should we have retired umpires? And I told him, it doesn't. You can have anyone in there. Anybody can do that job. Every team's replay guy is just like a guy. It's not like somebody that's like studied video analysis or anything it's just the normal guy who they pegged to be the replay guy this year i so think the like dodgers not, is the chop like just some like ex-college yeah. player or something like that 
I'm in. It's it's interesting, man. It, it really is. The Astros, Jim, you mentioned how how they are looking hot, hot, hot. Uh, I like the Fangraphs power rankings. I referenced them a couple times on this program. If you want to go check them out, they're they're Ooh. right there on the Fangraphs uh, roster resource page. Uh, it says over the season, uh, the Astros have seven guys in their lineup who are top. 81 baseball players, obviously a weird number to fit one more guy in, but that's fine. Over the last seven days, over the last week, they have five guys who are top 36 hitters in baseball. Uh, So, I mean, that offense is clicking, and uh, man, you know, every night they get an effort from a a pitcher that's going to give them a chance, and that's that's a good formula. Yeah, when you watch them, you're like, I just feel like they're a team that's always like they're just not they don't slump and they just don't go into these big ruts like they just, every night you're like this team could beat anybody and I don't think you can say that about every team in the big leagues I mean you can say that about maybe three or four other teams well hitting hit in the big hitting's leagues. been so down across baseball that I feel like every team has their three guys that it's like hey let's get a runner or two on and you know this is this is our chance. And then you look at a lot of bottom of the lineups and you see a lot of interstate batting averages. These Astros, man, I mean, they've got two cores. I mean, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, and then you go Alvarez, Gurriel, Correa, Tucker. Like, they, uh, that's a tough lineup to navigate three, four times. Altuve, Tucker, Bregman, Alvarez, and Maldonado. Uh, i well, let's throw Gurriel in there as well. I mean, well, no, Maldonado, the lowest on OBP in the last twelve games is three seventy one. Like, like you're saying, it's not just three guys that are hot. Like they got it's a, a lot. Team. It's not even counting. Well, Correa has been struggling a little bit, but yeah, they've been looking really good. So good job by them. And then we don't even talk about the A's. The A's are better than them. We'll see, Trev, because right now they're tied in the loss column and they play each other in a three game set Ooh. in Oakland. So the the standings may be flipping very soon if you're the. Astros fan, this is your chance right here. Um, They've owned the A's too, right? Like in or the if you're, recent, or if you're, in, or if you're the A's, the other side of this, you got slapped to start this year. You got slapped in the playoffs. You know, if you want to celebrate, you got hot. You got out of that rut. Like, hey, this is your chance. Three they've, at home they, with they've Houston. traded. They've traded series, so it was a four game sweep, and then the A's won the second series, but only two out of three. So. It's a fun series coming up. I don't know what the probables are. I'm interested in that, so I'm going to Google it. Google it, Google it. But, yeah. And, the, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's going to be a really fun one to watch. I agree. Looks like we got Javier versus Manea, Granky versus Montes, and Luis Garcia versus Cole Irvin. Swervin. Swervin's been doing it, too, my guy. I think he has – I went on his um, baseball savant page – and he is dead last for um, spin on his fastball. Like he has a zero. It's good on his page, I believe. I I just love that. I love like the counter. You know, like Eno. I think we talked about this last time. He put out a uh, an article about how teams are going to start bunting and stealing bases again because it's it's now started to add runs because of the percentage that teams have been successful at these things. So it's like they went so far the other way that now it's advantageous to do regular baseball again. And I think that's hilarious. So regular go swerving baseball. The white Sox are the real deal. Still. If you look at like, I love looking at the baseball reference page that breaks down the standings. 
White Sox have like a winning record in every category. They have a winning record at home, a winning record on the road, a winning record in one-run games, a winning record versus right-hand pitchers, versus left-hand pitchers, versus teams over 500, versus teams under 500, last 10, last 20, last 30. The only thing they have, a, they're 0-3 in extra inning games. Mm. And, that's, and they're, according to the Pythagorean theorem, they're uh, unlucky. Their record should actually be 26 and 13, not 24 and 15. So, they're, when you look at all that stuff, they're like the one team that's like, oh, they're the real deal right now. As I know. Yeah. They are the real deal. Red Sox stay in first place. They beat the Angels. Fun series. A lot of weird stuff happening there. Um, so close to the sweep. Shohei. Two outs. Trout single. Otani. Pulls one. It was a monster. I, I'd love. I haven't looked up the analytics because I mean it goes around pesky pole. He did catch it clean, but it's one of those like, how many stadiums would that have gone foul at stadiums with deeper right fields? I don't know. That's uh, that's the beauty of the old pesky pole there. Yeah, are his arms really that big? Like they have that that picture was circulating around Twitter, like him like Swole-hay? standing there getting interviewed. He looks huge. I did not see that. I'm interested in it. I think you should just Google like Shohei swole arm. So the expected batting try. average on that home run, Jake, was 160. He got it. <laughs> the exit velo was 96.6. Launch angle was 36, which is higher than you want. Uh, it's gone at Fenway and Yankee Stadium. Then. Yeah, I wonder. You can do the overlay. Got to go to a different website, but yes, Fenway was reared its head. They got a. a Monster shot double from Dahlback and then yeah. the pesky home run. But I sent you guys Cole Irvin's uh, baseball savant page if you want to go check it out. It's actually really. I fun. think that means the Rockies got to go get him. I think. I think when we got into those nerdy Rockies analytics, I think you want your fastball that doesn't spin. <laughs> there it is. Look at that curve spin fastball spin one and six. Don't need it. <laughs> He doesn't need it, need man. It. He's swerving, baby. And he throws strikes. That's what it's all about. Mariners feeling good. Kelnick. Uh, yeah. Call, Kalanick, call up cool. Gilbert, the other kid. And uh, uh, they win the final three games of that set. Good for them. According to this, that Otani home run would have been out at a lot of stadiums. That's what that's what I was trying to say was weird about it. I mean, he got good wood. It was high. But... For me, it was the fair element of it because it was turning. But, yeah, I mean, this makes it look like it was gone almost anywhere. I haven't found a stadium that it would not have been a home run at. How far did they say it went? 372 feet. Yeah, that's... Really? Did you see his home run over the monster? The dude's a freak. I thought that was going to be a flare to short, and it's over the monster. I don't understand his swing. I've said that many of times. Yeah, that Otani home run, it looked like a pesky pole shot, but according to Baseball Savant, I just I literally just overlaid every single stadium, and it's out at any stadium. Well, I mean, nothing is 380. 379 right. down yeah, the line, yeah, yeah. Nothing's doing that, yeah. That's pretty cool. It is cool. I did, like, what was it, Baltimore? It's like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that Baltimore, that gets you a plaque. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, man. All right. You guys want to hear what happened in the interleague? I need it. I need it. Here we go. Good job, A's. Twins, you're dying. 
Yeah, not worth talking about the Twins there. Interleague play, the Mets and the Rays. The Rays swept the Mets. How about that? Glass now had a really good game. Eight innings pitched, two earned runs, 10 Ks. The Mets got a good start from Peterson, a bad start from Stroman, and then Lou Casey in the middle game. They got tried to give him an opener to ease into it. Did not work. He got slapped around pretty hard. The Rays batters had 16 extra base hits in the series. 16. Mets had six. Five of them were home runs, though. Conforto and McNeil both go on the IL with hamstring injuries, so that's no fun at all. The Cubs and the Tigers matched up for three games. The Cubs took two out of the three. Hendricks and Arietta both had good starts for the Cubs. Boyd and Scooble. Both go six innings pitch, four earned runs for the Tigers. Five Cubs played all three games. The five main guys. Those five had a slash line of a 333 batting average, a 347 on base percentage. Pretty good. Tigers starting pitchers, not good. Relievers, decent. The Phillies and the Blue Jays. They split the first two games, then... The Blue Jays beat the Phillies in the rubber match to take the series. The Phillies bullpen did really well in game one. The Blue Jays bullpen did really well in game two. In game three, both bullpens sucked. BBD's infield goes 17 for 48. That's a 354 batting average with five doubles, a triple, and two homers. Chase Anderson had a horrible start in game three for the Phillies. Segura and Girardi got into it in the dugout. Then Girardi said, don't ask me about it. Gurriel Jr. and Guerrero Jr., the G Juniors, combined for 11 hits, six runs, and five RBIs. And Vladdy had three home runs. He's very good. And that's all that happened. Three interleague series this weekend. Mm. Big series for BBD. Big, big series. Mm. The Mets stay in first place, even though they got swept, mostly because they have not played that many games. So they're, the lost column looks really good for them. Uh, Blue Jays, they're a game and a half behind the Red Sox in the East. And let's see, to the Cubbies, they stayed in fourth place and do nothing. The uh, I want to talk about my AL East. I know I'm normally an NL West guy, but I'll, I'll try to talk some AL East a little bit. Sox, keep rolling. They got the good energy. The bats are going. Most hits uh, in April, most hits in May so far. Got that stat from Coach Ballgame. Uh, the Blue Jays, they're doing it. The Yankees, they've gotten hot. They've been one of the best teams in baseball over the last month. The Rays with a big sweep. They needed that. Their hitting was dead. It looks like some of their guys are coming back to life. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's it's just funny. I mean, you've got – you look at the AL East right now, and it's like, oh, boy. If the Blue Jays keep doing this, uh, you know, we've talked about the NL East slog. This AL East might become a slog when these teams start playing each other a lot. Because the Yankees haven't even played the Red Sox yet. I know I did my dumb old guy impression before, yelling at the cloud. The Yankees and Red Sox haven't played a game yet. They got, what, 19 coming up? Uh, Jays, Rays, as the Jays, Vladito's looking like an MVP candidate. Uh, George Springer trying to come back for them. The Rays figuring it out. I mean, the AL East is going to be a bloodbath. I like all four of those teams a lot. Red Sox in their last 30 
16 and 14, Yankees 17 and 13, Rays and Jays both 18 and 12. So yeah, last uh 30 days four those four teams have all been winning. Mm. I think they all have winning records in the last 20 as well. And in the last 10. How about that? How about it? The Phillies are hanging in there too. I'm excited about that. I saw Archie Bradley was in his rehab and in Lehigh Valley. He's with the Iron Pigs. So they get a little bit of bullpen help back there. Um, BBD. Okay. Got to go to you here. Okay. You love Girardi. I do. Obviously. You love the Phillies infield. Mm. I need to hear your take on the Gene Segura, Joe Girardi fiasco. Look, we're handling this in-house. Um, no, everybody. no, no. We need it. We need the real take. It's a team, here. Trevor. Whose side are you it's a on? Team. Let them handle it. Trevor, we, we, <laughs> we aren't discussing it further publicly. You saw what you're going to see from that. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the answer. I, I go back and forth about like keeping things in-house like that. Like Clearly, there was something, and reporters are going to ask about it. Like Girardi knew they were going to ask about it. Everybody knew they were going to ask about it, especially in a town like Philadelphia. You guys like the way he handled Love it? Love it. Do you wish you just did? Love it. Really wish Boone yeah. would do this. Really wish Boone would. Does he not? No. Boone doesn't say a bad thing ever. Like BBD is- I just had, So I didn't watch much baseball this weekend. I was visiting college friends and stuff Played. i um Sex. was the Girardi comments in a post game thing yeah okay yeah so segura made a weird play and then he's made a couple weird plays and it was a weird week joe got on him in the dugout right away i don't think it was anything crazy and then segura wanted to yell back because he's in the heat of the moment he's got to be held back and then they ask him about it and joe says that's in-house i'm not going to talk about it maybe it's because i listened and watched Girardi for 10 years Maybe it's because Boone hasn't yelled at a player and the Yankees have been making brain-dead plays all season, and then he has their back. Uh, I would much rather the Girardi route if I was a player on the team. I was a guy – I asked our coach to yell at us more. I was like, you don't discipline us. We play bad, and you just don't care at all. Like, can you yell at us? And then he asked the team. He's like, "Do do you guys want me to get on you when you're bad? And every single player raised their hand and said, yes, we'd like to be held accountable. Uh, So I – Love it. I like that Girardi made it like somewhat public that, hey, we don't stand for that. You cannot just be botching routine plays. And then I like that he wouldn't take it outside the clubhouse and said, no. Like, yeah, I'm going to yell at my guys if I, if I think they need to be yelled at, but I am not going to share that information with you. I love it. This is exactly how I think like managing and accountability should be played out. I don't mind that the Mets made up a fabricated story to keep theirs in-house. It's a different way to go about it. But, man, I mean, Judge botched a play, and it cost the game. And Boone's quote afterwards was, really good play by Judgey to stay with it. Because after botching the ball, he ran to the warning track and picked it up and threw it in. And, I mean, I was as infuriated as I've been. Like, I love it. I think there's a difference. You know, if you're a manager and you see a guy make a physical error, you don't need to yell at the guy. They're all trying. But I think that's the difference here. I think Segura, I mean, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. He did have a bunch of physical errors in this series. And there has to be some sort of like lackadaisicalness about the way he's approaching the game because he's a guy that deserves respect. He's been around the game for a long time. So there must be some sort of he's not going out for early work. 
He's dogging. We saw him throw the glove at the ball. Because if I'm a, if I'm a player and I make an error, and it's just like, Lou, I just I just messed up. It's gonna happen. And my manager blows me up. I'm gonna be pissed at my manager. But if I'm a player and I've been fucking around and not taking things seriously, then I'm okay with my manager blowing me up. So I think that I don't think um, Girardi is a guy that's just gonna blow you up for making a physical error. I think it, it probably had something to do with. Gene dogging it at some point, whether it's pregame or or during the game. Well, and Trev, that's I mean, you're starting to show your colors, man. You said, you know, you want to hear about this. That's because you're a media man now. Trevor Plouffe was in that dugout. He said, "No, nah, we're handling this as a team. It's not a big deal." Coach yelled at Gene. No, I, you know, I really don't have an opinion either way on this. To be honest with you, I'm just curious what you guys thought. No, I, I, man, we don't know, and that's probably a good thing. Like you're saying, it's you know. Segura, maybe it was throwing the glove, or maybe after he threw the glove, he said, ah, come on, Skip, don't worry about it. And then he makes another one, and Skip says, hey, Gene, I'm, I'm worried about it. So, no, man, you, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's the dream for your team. You either, want, you either want full exposure, you want the fight in the dugout, and you want the John Boy breakdown reading lips, or you say, okay, yeah, there's a little bit of a beef, there's a rat raccoon, and, you know, we're... We're gonna figure it out. Don't worry about us. I like I like that. Ooh, someone's there dropped me something. I like that Segura fought back a little bit. I like that the media member kept pressing Joe, and I like that Joe held strong. Like I have I have no one doing anything wrong in this situation. I think every your guy asking the manager after the game, yeah, ask and then do a follow up, then do another follow up, because maybe you're gonna get some info. That's your job. I like Joe holding strong and saying, nope, I'm not talking about it. And then I, I, I someone, don't like it at all. Someone in the chat did say that, um, and I, I remember reading this now, that Segura didn't go to a, the mound when there was a visit. Every other infielder went to the mound, and he did it. What, what does that mean? I mean, I, I have no idea. Is that something? Is, that he, is he dodging kind of Joe? When. What do you think, Trev? Is that weird? If you saw that? Yeah, it is okay. weird. It, 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 it kind of depends on when it's happening. Like if it's just like in a regular game and, and there hasn't been any errors or anything like that. And like, maybe he's just out there stretching or thinking or something. It could be okay. But I think clearly this was him being like, I don't, I don't, there's one word that's in my mind. I'm trying to find another word. The B hurt, B U T T hurt. But hurt. Yeah. Mm, stubborn. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, yeah, it was a weird situation, man. Because once you do blow a guy up in in the dugout, like it's not in. It didn't look like he like, really blew not... him up that much either. It looked like he just said like. Well, Segura got mad for something. Yeah, but I, but we don't have a shot of Joe, so who knows? Yeah, but Segura can get mad. Mm. That's those part words, of it. Those words, <clears throat> I mean, Segura's mine. He made a few mistakes, but he's also like statistically having like one of his best seasons right now. It's it's tough, to a very me. good start. Tough for me to acknowledge that. I don't know. That's not me tricking you. Like it's, it's like statistically one of his either his first or second best season. If you look at the baseball reference, I should keeping have just me afloat. Butthurt. I'm sorry. I don't know why I tried to dance around butthurt's the word. Butthurt's a butthurt. good word. You never know. Oh, butthurt! All of us have been butthurt. I didn't know that word until I moved to Northern California. I think it's gotten more mainstream now. I think it picked up. I think it came through. Probably. I'm a little scared of too. a lot of words. Like it, I think that word could get you in trouble nowadays. I don't know. I don't think so. It's hella butthurt. I don't know. 
I think it's like, it, you Ooh. know, you fall on your butt and get hurt, and then you walk around a little mopey, like, oh, can't believe I just fell and hurt my butt. <laughs> That's a good butt hurt voice, right? Right? There. Live butt hurt. Um, I like that you're talking about it. A fall. Yeah. Comes from spanking. You know, you get in trouble, you get spanked, and then your butt hurt. That's your opinion. I grew up with a different butt hurt. No, that's where it comes from. That's the origin of the word. Yeah. It's the etymology of it. Where I grew up, it was if you fell on your butt and it hurt. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the uh, awards. Anything else on the American League, Interleague, standings, team stuff at all? I think we got it. Teams that we miss. Padres fans in the chat, upset we didn't talk about them, but Padres fans and Mets fans are the most upset fan bases ever. Swept the Cardinals, we were stoked for you. Don't ruin it. We did, yeah, we did talk about them anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We did. All right, let's go on to the individual performances and awards. This is brought to you by Magic Spoon Cereal. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar and junk that you shouldn't really eat, but Magic Spoon has brought me back into the cereal game Big time. It's got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free. We've got exciting news. Magic Spoon has released a super delicious new flavor birthday cake. Birthday cake Magic Spoon will be available in a special five-pack for a limited time only, so get it while you can, or you can build your own box around the flavors I like, uh, there's cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cinnamon. I got to try cinnamon still. Still haven't tried it. Go to magicspoon.com slash baseball to grab the new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal. We'll try it today. And be sure to use our promo code baseball at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magicspoon.com slash baseball. Use code baseball. You save $5. Know who bought some Magic Spoon recently? Who's that? Old friend Magic Sam. Oh, really? Do yeah. you like it? It's also lost a ton of weight. Uh, yeah, yeah, we walked through it, and he's excited. I I think I'm about to buy some more because I like it. I love cereal. Um, Standout performance. Standout performance. Jake, you get to go first. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Told you it's a big AL East show for me today. Normally an NL West guy. I'm going with Aaron Judge. Uh... 6'7", 282, hunk a man. Had a two-homer day the other day. Not a big deal, and that's fine. Leading the American League in home runs, Trevor Plouffe, a guy that we had on Slump Watch a couple weeks back. He's striking out. Guess what he's doing on the year? 298 batting average. For a 6'7 guy, that's pretty good. 399 on base. We're going over 400 soon. A 1.009 OPS. The judge, man, he was off to, I'll say an inauspicious, I don't think that's a word, start, where he was kind of, he was doing his thing. He was around, the stats were kind of a tier below what Aaron Judge's career stats have been. Uh, And lately, he's just been going straight hamburglar, depending how you want to cut him up. Uh, in his past six games, five of them are multi-hit. Um, that's good. He's got uh, four homers in the last three games, three straight games with a homer. And if you want to stretch it out, my guy's been going for a little bit now. The last 17 games, 
356, 433 on base, a 1.229 OPS. The big fella is ranking. He's reminding people, as long as he's healthy and in the lineup, he can bang with the best of them in this sport. And it's been good to see, man. Because, uh, you know, weird year last year and everything else going on. And, you know, the Yankees, they had some COVID slash vaccine stuff. And then he was kind of limping around. And you're like, what's going on? Judgy, Judgy looks back. And when he's right, man, it's, uh, you know, we talked about how the ball comes off Otani's bat differently and all that stuff. Judgy. He makes the sport look different because you don't see a lot of guys his size doing it. So, big Aaron Judge. Very nice. B-A-J. Trev, who's your standout? Oh, man. Look, I love watching this guy pitch, and I can't deny it any longer. I'm going with Trevor Bauer. Mm. Up against the Marlins, seven innings pitch, 10 Ks, two hits. And what I like about watching him pitch is he makes dudes take absolutely silly swings. And I posed this question to a group of uh, pitchers in the show. I said, does Bauer have the best feel for his pitches in the game? And the reason I say that is that he approaches his pitching like with an engineering type mentality, like he's broken them all down. He's studied them every single one. And he's learned, he's just learned what his pitches do, what he can make them do. And you can tell that he has the confidence to move them around the zone, speed them up, slow them down because his sequencing right now is incredible. Like he can get guys that, that front door, that front hip two-seamer that he's throwing to lefties right now, it's so hard to throw that pitch. That's why you don't see a lot of guys throw it. And he is he's mastered it, and he's able to throw his secondary pitches off that fastball so well. You see this guy just absolutely dominate hitters. And people were talking last year, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse Cy Young. You know, he only started 11 games in it. Well... He started nine again this year, so that's 20, 20 starts. And he's been arguably even better this year in some regards. He was that good last year that he won the Cy Young. You know, he's leading the league in strikeouts and innings pitched. What else do you need the guy to do? He's been he's been one of the best pitchers in the big leagues. He's some at some points he's been absolutely unhittable and against the Marlins this weekend, that was the case. He was unhittable. He led the league last year in Homer's not per nine. He's um, right now averaging less than that. He also, I did a breakdown on uh, some of the ejections in that game, Trev, and I left in Bauer using that front hip two-seamer to a lefty because it's just so nasty, and he he threw the slider beforehand, like back foot slider, to make that lefty feel uncomfortable on the inside and then made use of that uncomfortableness by throwing the front hip two-seamer. And the combo there, back him up, and then bust him in, it's, it's not like fair. not fair. The two-seamer right now is incredible. So, Trev, it is easy for us to sit on our couch and say, why don't more guys throw that? But correct me if I'm wrong. But, hey, you leave that out a little bit, that's a two-seamer over the middle. Guys hunting fastballs, that's a problem. And if you're a little too far in, you're hitting a batter and you're a wild pitcher, and it's it's a bad time. So that's that's why more guys don't do it. And, yeah, he – he loves his stuff. He sets him up. He feels so comfy. I think the only guy that maybe gives him a battle would be Bieber. 
But Bieber's more of mm-hmm. a everything's just on the same plane, so you'll see guys take fastball over the dick, and you're like, what? It's like, well, they were sitting nasty curve. Yeah, I don't see a pitcher in the big leagues getting more swings on pitches that go like 50 feet. <laughs> like yeah. he gets guys to swing at pitches that aren't even freaking close. And you know, when you're on the mound, and like obviously you haven't pitched in a long time, but I remember this. When you're trying to go inside a front hip on a lefty, there's the visual is just so hard. How can you pick up that point and say, I need to start it literally hitting the guy and run it back? It's 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 a weird mental thing to do, but he like I said, he's just deconstructed his pitches so well and he just understands them probably better than anybody in the big leagues right now that he's able to do that. And and for me, like I said before, and Jim, you, you alluded to it too, it's just the sequencing of pitching, setting guys up to throw the next pitch, and guys know it's coming too. They know that they know that he's going to set them up because he wants to K them. And it's just I mean, he had guys slam in their bat. At bat after at bat after at bat, and that he know, you know, he loves that shit. He had a fifty-four whiff percentage on his slider, and I'm like, I remember there was one like Garrett Cooper swung out like a fifty-foot bouncer, like you're saying. So, uh, yeah, people love to hate the guy, and like, look, we understand there's maybe he gives them a reason to sometimes, especially if you're not a fan of the Dodgers. But if you just objectively look at him pitch, he's it's incredible to watch. Well earned. My standout is Jared Kelnick. Mm. Made his debut this weekend. He went 0 for 4 in his first game. A lot of nerves, a lot of jitters. Next game, the nerves are gone. He goes 3 for 4. He actually struck out in his first at-bat, so now he's 0 for 5, two strikeouts. He's saying, this isn't what I want to do. Next at-bat, homers. Third at-bat in this game two, doubles. Fourth at-bat in game two, doubles. Final line in his second ever game is three for four with a homer and two doubles and three RBIs. It's a guy with a lot of hype, a lot of talk about him. And uh, I think the next couple games weren't great, so we're just doing this one game standout performance. Good job by him, Jared Kelnick. It's cool seeing the excitement, man. Cool seeing the baseball world excited for him, for a, a Mariners prospect. That's fun. Yeah, and the Mariners win the series, so they're just having fun. They're having a good yeah. time. Trev's Mariners. Another family in the stands. The reactions are great. Got to love all that. All right. Trompois. It's Trevor's favorite segment. Trevor's favorite segment. He loves this. He submits so many players to the slump watch that we're like, Trev, chill out. BBD, who, who are options to be added? Yeah, so a reminder for everybody, we were still watching Eduardo Escobar, Mike Trout, Joey Gallo, and Paul DeYoung. Potential ads. My guy, JT Realmuto, he just came off COVID stuff. He goes 0 for 7 since coming back. Nick Madrigal is in an 0 for 14 slide. Two Ks, no walks in that period. Nate Lowe, look at his numbers on the year. He's having a good year. Not lately. 1 for 14, three walks, and a sack fly in there. So that's trying his best. Seth Brown, similar boat, having a good year. Not lately. 1 for 9, three walks, though. Uh, Jesse Winker is two for 16 mm. this weekend. One, uh, it's a 125 average. I uh, got a walk in there. <laughs> and I hesitate to even put him as an option because he just got off. But Lindor does go one for 12 on the weekend. The one's a homer, but should be mentioned. A one for 12 weekend. I Jeez. Okay, so 
Um, Real Muto, I I don't care about. 0 for 7, two games yeah. after coming out of He's, the COVID. He just got back. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... 0 for I'm big not, names. I'm not worried about that at all. I think he'll be fine. He he had a pretty good um, game against the Bra- series against the Braves, and Nats, and COVID, so... Real Muto, I, I take him. We'll off. save him. Yeah, he's not getting added. Jimmy's Madrigal, though, I think he is getting added. Yeah, I think so. I mean, no, no walks. This is a guy who needs to hit. Built Otherwise, he hit. doesn't bring anything else to the table. Um, and we have spots to fill. And it was, uh, you know, four games for him. So it was one for fourteen in the four games with no walks. They took him fourth overall. Supposed to be an 80 contact tool kind of guy. Holy. Did uh, Tony La Russa draft him, or what's going on with that? He's he's 5'8", 175, with his only skill being contact, and we're drafting fourth overall. He used to be taller. Shrunk. <laughs> yeah, it's very. he's an interesting player. I, I, I don't know if I ever made the video, I but I did a super deep him. dive on him at one point because... I think he got an award on this show. Yeah. Yeah. It, I feel bad, but, you know, he's got to hit like 330. Otherwise, he's not worthwhile. And even then, if he hits 330 and he doesn't slug, he's yet to hit a homer in the show. No, and all of, his dub- all of his doubles are singles that he turns into doubles. Like, he does. I went through it at one point. He had like maybe one like over the outfielder's head. Drove it. Uh, so, yeah, either he's got to develop some power and. He's 24, or he's going to be a bench player, util infielder. I think we're going to see him slapping it around, hitting in the 300s for the next decade or so. Yeah, you said that about Ronald Torres too, though. I didn't say that about Ronald Torres. Were they expecting a Jose Altuve type? Maybe that's kind of the comp they wanted. Because defensively, I'm looking, I, I don't think he's a banger defensively either. So No, I mean, he's supposed to have a special hit tool. I mean, the... Doesn't steal bases the guys. I think there's a either. there's like a joke on the White Sox that they call him Mister Three Thousand because he's they think he's going to get three thousand. He said that. Said it. He yeah, said he yeah. wants to get three thousand hits. Yeah, that's my. F- I don't mean to be mean to this guy, but I just I didn't See, know Jimmy. Like, Jimmy's Jimmy likes it. <laughs> I'm a I'm, I'm good with him, him being a major leaguer, but fourth overall pick. I need to go back to that draft. I'm going right now. 2008. He just set in the bar. It's just a hard thing for him to do because if he's not getting, you know, four hits on every three games, he's not bringing anything to the table. Oh, my God. Jared Kelenek was picked two spots after him. Minor league. And people are saying he's Grady Sizemore reincarnated. Madrigal's minor league numbers that might interest you. 51 walks, 21 strikeouts. Over a lot, like a lot of at-bats. He doesn't I mean, strike out. He's the 100th percentile and whiff percentage and K percentage. But if he doesn't and, get hits, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am rooting for him, I guess, to develop some power. Because he needs yeah. to. He's not going to be a 10-year starter if he doesn't. He's got to be able to hit the ball over the outfielder's head. You got to. There's a lot of really good players that I'm looking at that have already debuted from that draft. So his his savant like numbers and stuff, it's like comfortably above average sprint speed and defense stuff, but not like special special. It's like 
Pit Let, tool is the thing. Let's put Lindor right back on there. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, because, so, I mean, he came off with one good series, right? Basically. Yeah. So the people that were on that are coming off, Joey Gallo's coming off. He went four for 13 with the homer. So he's off slump watch. Good job by him. Good job, Joey. Paul DeYoung is coming mm-hmm. off because he went to the IL. Did not play, so... It's one way to do it. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, he went four for 12 with two home runs, and he pitched. Eight RBIs, he had a seven RBI game. Uh, no, he freight didn't pitch. Train, David freight Peralta pitch. pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Eddie Escobar, he flame to shame, shame to flame guy. You know who's staying on, Trev? Who? Mike Trout is staying on. I dig that. Is in his last six games, he's one for 19. We're coming up against maybe his biggest worst ten game stretch of his career. What's his let me see what's his overall stat line right now? It's still amazing. <laughs> it's Mike Trout. Three thirty three, four sixty two, one dot OPS. Yeah. But I think he was still that's, over four hundred like a week dude. ago. It's coming down. Yeah. Tough. Uh yeah. But no, he'll stay on slump watch. Yeah. Uh, so Lind- Lindor's there. there. You guys want to add Winker? He's had been having a great season, and that's a, a bad weekend for I'm him. I'm interested. Yeah, we've been on the Winker train. Yeah. Is Magical not going just because he's no, no, going? No, he's going for sure because okay, okay, because he needs to hit. He can't. He can't go he's over out 14. There to hit. We're yeah. watch if he. We're watching if he doesn't come off. It's because he can't play. Mike Trout's last six, one for nineteen. Tell this sport First gets everyone. Yeah, you just town cried me. This sport gets everyone. Yeah, I wanted people to hear it. <laughs> mm. uh, Nate Low, Low. I think he's a low. Ooh, someone called him Mike Tadpole. In, Come on, in Come Ouch. on. Ouch. Just the past two. Weeks. I don't think tadpoles grow into trouts, but I think they're they grow into frog. Here we go. We care about Nate Low. He kind of is having a nice year. year. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything dropped. His batting average dropped 20% from these four games. 289 to 269. Put him on there. Yeah, let's put him on. Okay, so that's our list. I don't care about Seth Brown. Sorry, Seth Brown. Seth Brown. Sorry, Sorry, A's fans. Seth Brown had been doing a lot of nice things for you guys. Yeah, but it's a catcher. They're allowed to slump. But he just got one upped. Madrigal, Winker, Trout, Lindor, low. That's our slump watch. I like it. Seth Brown's not a catcher. BBD said that. He tricked me. Sorry. Who's the catcher? Cryard and Trick. Sean Murphy. Which guy? Oh, well, I thought of a Sean. Yeah. Sean, normal last name. Where's Seth Brown play? He's an outfielder. Next up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what happened here? Bump it. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. All right, slump watch is over, and Enfuego is here. And mm. these are some guys. If you are doing daily fantasy sports, if you're streaming, guys, mm. here are some hitters that you should be picking sure. up. And when you do daily fantasy, you should be using DraftKings. And when you download the app, you should use promo code JOMBOY when you do it. They also have a sports book, and they have a very interesting promotion Ooh. going on right now. Uh, They're giving you a chance to lower the over-under on a featured NBA playoff game. All players who place a bet on the featured basketball game will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. 
For every 1,500 players who bet the over on the select game, the over-under will drop by one point. That's what they're doing. So download the top of the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting, so tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code JOHNBOY for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Restrictions apply. Maximum $25 wager, one per customer. Offer ends May 23rd, 2021. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Jake, can you let us know who's been on fire lately? Sure can, lads. Uh, Big Aaron Judge made the list Chopped through some of those stats Before you guys heard about him But four homer series And what he's been doing for Coming up on a month now Not too bad Jonathan Daza On my Colorado Rockies Get hot kid Well, 10 for 17 That's a good feeling Trev I know you feel that one Yanni Daza Oh Yanni Daza uh, Nolan Arenado Oh, how about him on the Cardinals? Six for 12, three homers. How about his cousin, Josh Fuentes, also on the list? The Lindas want you to open the door. Nine for 18, homer, couple doubles. How's 10 ribeye steaks, Billy Ripkin? Reese Hoskins, Phillies infield. Prettiest swing, according to Trevor Plouffe. A little five for ten, couple extra bags. Jan Gomes, he had a big day at the office. I think he had a five for six, so we're parlaying that into Enfuego. Take that and rewind it back. Adam Frazier putting it together for those Pirates. I think him and Brian Reynolds, again, the Pirates guys, you want to be doing it, I think, are doing it. A little eight for 18, trips, dubs. Uh, and then there's another guy who's been really hot who's about to get my award, so I don't know if I should give it away Yeah, or not. pocket it. I'll pocket it. It's being pocketed. I'll pocket it. Those are your hottest hitters. The guy you all want to hear about. Can I say yeah. something? Say it all. Josh Fuentes, yeah. Nolan's cousin. I saw like a little thing that he was doing for the Rockies. He's hot. Like a hot Ooh. boy. Like kind of a cool like attitude. And so I know that the mansplain girls got mad at me that I said Nolan like wasn't hot. Turns out his cousin's hotter. So I need to have a, a talk with them. And, and Josh Fuentes might be moving up uh, that list that we will have another one coming out midseason. That's tough, man. Big Josh Fuentes guy. I mean, there's a side-by-side -side picture of them. And, I mean, they look, like, pretty similar. And I know you were just on a firm, like, Nolan not hot thing. The attitude. Okay. As I know Nolan's kind of, like, from what I've heard. I don't know Nolan personally. I've heard he's kind of squarish. He's wired. And Fuentes is a little bit more chill, cool guy, better Jake. vibes for me. I'm a vibe guy. Big time vibe guy. There okay. you go. Award! Yes. Yanni Daz had like the best week ever. Yanni it goes Daza. past this series. 600 batting average in the last seven games. 10 for 17. Hey, smash that like button. A thousand people, eleven hundred wow. people watching. Wow. One hundred eighty-six likes. Smash, smash that me, for daddy. Us. Please, Jake. What's the award that you pocketed? I'm giving out the Jeff Goldblum's glasses award. Hmm. Prestige. 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 
It's going to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, man, homers in three straight games. Uh, again, he was listed on Enfuego before I picked him for the award. Five for 11, three homers. There's an eye test that comes in sports, and we all do it. It's kind of the beauty of sports. Like, we could chop up these stats all day and say, yeah, but I kind of like that guy, or I kind of like his swing on this, or, you know, he's good against this. Vladdy, <laughs> Jimmy brought a picture of Jeff Goldblum's glasses. It's not it's not those ones, but it's good. Um, a, Jeff Goldblum's so hot right now. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero Jr., he's currently got 11 homers. That's one behind the AL lead. How about this? 319, a 440 on base, a 1.049 OPS. Okay, now Jimmy's looking at nude pictures of Jeff Goldblum on the beach. Um, and now I'm looking at naked pictures of Jeff Goldblum. Do they have sex? Yeah. It looks like we're now watching Jeff Goldblum have sex on the beach. Uh, so Vlad makes me feel like I'm having sex on the beach. That's not a very big wiener. Um... I I did my preseason I did my okay. preseason bet on Vlad not hitting the over on 28 and a half homers. That will be shattered pretty soon. And uh he looks awesome. He's hitting it out every direction. Like I we're looking at a top 5 MVP Vladdy this year. You really you really took the under on Vladdy? Yeah, homers. man, cuz I I think what makes him special is his contact tool. And he oh, lost. Yeah. He, he lost all the weight. So I thought Vladdy was going to slap it around and hit three thirty this year, and probably win an AL batting title right next to Nick Madrigal. But instead, <laughs> say, him and instead, uh, Vladdy might just go out and grab himself some other hardware because the power swing looks beautiful right now. And I, uh, I said this when I made the bet, so you guys can check it, man. I part of the reason I was fine taking the under was that if he went over, that mean Vladdy was Vladito was here, and boy is he here. He looks awesome. So Vladdy Jr. The Jeff Shout Goldblum Glasses Award. How did that tie in again? So couple things. I, I got thrown away by the nudity. I hadn't seen those before. That was nice. You never seen those? No, I've never seen those before. I hadn't oh. seen those either. Oh, that those was are special. famous. You guys, yeah, you guys Gold can look that up. And they just went naked, had sex on the beach, knowing the paparazzi was there because he didn't give a shit. Yeah. And then he's walking away just still boned up. Yeah. That post-sex bone. Um, <laughs> I was referencing the Jurassic Park where the guy takes off his glasses. That wasn't Jeff Goldblum, but I'm glad I got to see Jeff Goldblum naked. So it was win, 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 win. Good stuff all around. Oh, that's that's the uh, the other guy. Yeah, the main when he guy. first sees it, he's like, oh. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I was going for. I guess I'm doing Jeff Goldblum when he sees the giant poop for the first time, but I just got to see him naked. So, Trev, what's your award? What the fuck is going on? I love I love you, Jake. Uh, mine is the hero we need award, and yes, we have not talked about the Castellanos video yet. Uh, no. Kyle, I think from John Boy Media Social, put a great um, clip together. So a lot oh, of people. Oh, your Robo Trav. Your Robo Trav. I told you, you got to do the midway plug unplug. You want to give your award, Jim? We'll circle back on Trev. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, my award is the Joan Jet Award. Yeah. The Joan Jet Award. Want to know who it goes to? I love Joan Jet. You do? What's your favorite Joan Jet song? I think that's, that's, Jen, that's, that's not, not Joan Jet. Um, no, I don't know. Who's it going to? It goes to Manny Machado. Okay. Joan Jet. I don't give a damn about my reputation. Ooh. Living in the past is the new generation. Uh, yeah, Machado. The yeah. play yesterday on Sunday Night Baseball, obviously his reputation makes everyone think it's dirty. I saw that play didn't blink an eye. I think it's a pretty normal baseball play. Tries to avoid the tag, slide under the tag, ends up taking out his feet. Coincidental, accidental. But I guess uh, you guys told me people are hot and bothered about this. I didn't know that. And then Trev and I, Trev had the same award that I had. I tried to steal it from him unbeknownst to me. I had to pivot last second. I figured we'd talk about Machado. I didn't realize people were on the street saying it was dirty. I watched it in live time. I didn't think it was anything close to a dirty play. It was interesting. So I don't know. Do you guys have anything on this? I really don't have anything on it. I just knew that people wanted to hear us talk about it. And Trev and I had the same award. Robo Trev? Trev, want to give it a shot? Am I back? I think you're back. Yeah. That pissed me off. I'm sorry I threw my equipment. I got really upset right there. I wore in these these headphones to try to figure it out. I don't know why you didn't do the unplug replug hip halfway through it's still. Because it's the mic. It's not nothing to do with the headphones. What, I can only record for an hour on this thing? Like, what kind of mic do I got it's here? It's not the mic. It's the whole setup. It's a whole rigmarig. I just got to unplug. Okay. T- Wednesday or tomorrow, whenever we record. Yeah. Unplug, replay. So, Trev, you're a baseball um, player. You played. I, I didn't. I didn't. I saw that play and thought it was pretty benign. What are your thoughts on that Machado slide play? I thought that it was totally fine. And if it wasn't Manny Machado, there wouldn't be much uproar about it. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Look, you're taught to not get tagged out and allow a double play. And there are different ways to go about it. Some guys retreat and go back to the bag and make him throw to first. But when you do that, you open yourself up to the double play because you throw to first, then you get in a rundown, you're probably going to be out. Uh, Other people just drop down suddenly, but that's not easy to do when you're running the bases. I mean, you don't practice this type of stuff. It's just kind of like an instinct thing. I thought he was trying to avoid the tag and Edmund, I think it was Edmund at second base, you know, he got hit, made it kind of like look worse than it was. So a lot of people were freaking going crazy about it. And I, I just don't agree with it. I think that they're, he was just playing baseball. Same. But he's got that bad reputation. It's a reputation. Bad and rep. You know, a young, a young Manny Machado got himself into a, a lot of junk. I mean, I remember we used to go into Oriole series and, Jimmer would tap me and be like, kind of like, let's see what Manny's going to do this time. He was. He was a punk. He was a kid. As a punk gets from like 19 to 21 years old of playing baseball. And that's that's what, if you make the show at 19, 20, that's, (laughs) the formula makes sense. But yeah, and I I guess that's why there's some feedback. I I looked at a couple articles on this, like, and one of them is titled, like, how could anyone be mad about this? So if you get... That side of the spectrum. And then another article that seemed to be more spaced out on it. A, they linked uh, the John Boy Media video clip in the article, so I like that. Uh, Great job, Kyle. And then, uh, yeah, you know, they showed, they said, like, the other side of this is, you know, a young Manny Machado was once mad that Josh Donaldson tagged him too hard. 
So when you do put all that in the bucket, <laughs> then I see he where threw his bat at him. I see where. Yes, he did. Those when I items. when you do put all of that in the pot, you say like, oh, you kind of point the finger back. But no, I think any any of the baseball minds that got involved said that was not a dirty play. He was trying to evolve it. Tough night for the the Cards infielders last night. Moroff got popped by Carlson. He caught him with the left hook. Machado came in low on uh on Tommy Edmond. He's gonna be a sock, huh? Um, but yeah, I'm fine with it. Did did um you talk about what no I no was what oh, saved it. yeah the what's your finale. award yeah your award Trav I think everyone already saw it but I'm just I want to hear you guys your opinion on it um I do have a question at the end but yeah it was the Castellanos the hero we need award we all know that he got suspended earlier in the year for flexing over a pitcher at home plate which I think everybody's in agreement on that was just absolutely ridiculous so you know he's not exactly happy with. You know, the face of that other side, Rob Manfred, our commissioner. Well, not our commissioner, mm. baseball's commissioner. I think, Jimmy, are you our commissioner? I think we've all got commissioner shirts out there. Oh, BBD, yeah. maybe. I don't want to be you commissioner. Can take the flag um, for us. If you didn't see it, Castellanos hits a home run, and when he comes back around the plate, fist bumps a guy in the front row that's wearing a Reds jersey. After the game, they're interviewing him, and the broadcast asks, Castellanos, what was that fist bump about? That's that's cool. We want to hear the story. And instead of telling the story, he says, can I have the guy tell the story? He brings the fan over, puts the headset on him, and the guy goes on to tell the story. I have it. You want me he, to play it? Yeah, go ahead. Here we go. He should imagine. So uh, I told Nick when he got up there that he should imagine – that uh, Rob Manfred's face was on the baseball. And the next pitch, he lit it up over the fence, baby. All righty. Castellanos is just standing there with his arms folded, smiling. He gives the shrug. I mean, it. can you name... There, there's no other sport where the players openly go at Rob Manfred, or their commissioner, excuse me. Like the basketball players seem to like Silver. I think NFL players are like kind of scared of Roger Goodell. They're not going to say that out in the open like this. Baseball players constantly are going after our commissioner. And even, and this is going to be funny. I'm curious to see how Manfred is going to handle the situation because Castellanos didn't do anything. He can't do a thing. He didn't say a word. Manfred's best would be to just let this slide. Oh, I think yeah, but get that, petty. we agree. We agree with that. But is Manfred actually going to? Manfred do that? always does his best. Get petty, Sus- get petty. Suspend <laughs> him two games. COVID protocol. You can't share a microphone with a fan. Oh man, it's a great move by Cassiano. <laughs> COVID protocol. That's good. I bet you they do do something like that. I was going to give this the roundabout award because it's just. Uh... Like Cassiano's, like he probably like tell tell those guys what you said to me. Like he. He, it's not like Cassiano was blindsided by this dude saying that. Like he very much knew. Pretty happy to give him the mic. Yeah. The the facial expression alone, I think Rob Manfred is going to find him for. Like he was so happy with himself that this was going on. Like, and and he should have been because it was an amazing moment. Like that. That should live on forever. That clip right there. That's how freaking good it is. Like that. He's so bad, so, man. It's pretty funny. 
Manfred just puts his foot in his mouth. I mean, I think once he called the World Series trophy a scrap of metal, he lost every single player's trust or faith. Also, I mean, you know you have the PA going clubhouse to clubhouse just fucking making Manfred out to be ten times worse than he actually actually is because they hate each other so much. So, you got no friends. It's just, it's going to be an interesting CBA. Mm, it's going to be an awful CBA. Can't, can't wait to that. be a labor pod again. We're a labor mm, pod on labor the midweek app. Maybe. This is a topic we got to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we do best friend of the week? Did not. In a way, when we touched on him during Enfuego, it's Reese Hoskins. Ooh, touching Reese. Oh, yeah. Five for 10, two doubles, three ribbies. Now, have we added Trevor Story to the mm. friends sheet? I think. I don't know if he's been on if he's been added to that, but he is a candidate now. Yeah. Mm. You haven't listened, go check out our Trevor Story interview. All right, let's spin the wheel for elevator talk. If you find yourself in an elevator with someone that's wearing this hat, here's some instant fodder. Uh, we talked about them. No, you want to do them? I'm just having a big AL East pod. Well, we're going to do the first team because I don't want to do that team. We're going to do the Blue Jays. Yes. The Blue Jays, the second-place Blue Jays, I think they're a game and a half behind the Red Sox. Um, get my peaches down in charge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Another clip that'll live on in infamy. Bo Bichette can sing Bieber, baby. Yeah, that was weird. Let's see. Vladdy's are- doing amazing. You can talk about that. Dude, I oh, shit, I saw a stat, a tweet, or a Reddit post. It was like... Every single Tampa Bay or every single Toronto Blue Jay pitcher that started the season with them has either been on the IL or been released besides three pitchers. Say that again. Only three pitchers that started the season with the Blue Jays have not been on the IL or or released. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're IL list. Right now, just looking at baseball reference, Dolis, Mill One, Baruki, Phelpsy, Merriweather. Oh, you know what you said? You know Tell them about the Gritchick stuff you said. You sent you sent to us. I can't I don't know if I can. We're we might have said too much. He's about to have a big week. I think they're seeing a bunch of lefties this year or this week, and Gritchick crushes lefties, and he's been having a good year anyway. So, I mean, watch out for Vlad, watch out for Simeon, watch out for Bo, watch out for Teoscar. Uh, I love say Tay Robbie Oscar. Ray. How about them tight pants? You can say that in the elevator. Tight pants. You can say Ryu has just shut everybody up because he's just a good pitcher. He's good, man. Got to come to grips with it, guys. And he he got hurt, and he came back. He's part of that IL crew. Um, chicken strips. Russ He's Stripling's a, a friend. Yeah, I went on his podcast. How about this for some symmetry? Uh, career ERA for Ryu, 2.95. Season ERA for Ryu, 2.95. Got to love that. Math pop. symmetry there. Who do they have coming up? They have Boston. That's going to be a fun series. And then Tampa. Okay, Toronto. And then the Yankees. Yankees. Wow, they're going through it. Jake sucks. Mm. Ryu with a great pick. 